I would just like to start this podcast by reading a news article that came up when I searched Hocus Pocus 2. Okay. There's news articles about it? Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a news article out of Channel 12 in Troy, Texas. Okay. Should I, should I read it like a, like a newscaster? Yeah, like present it like the news. A Central Texas mother is warning parents about Hocus Pocus 2, the sequel to the cult Disney favorite (laughs) released this week on the company's new Disney Plus streaming service. Worst case scenario, you unleash hell on your kids (laughs) and your home, said Jamie Gooch. Oh my god. Jamie Gooch. The whole movie is based on witches harvesting children for sacrifices. Gooch is turning heads with a viral post on social media and discussed her concerns about the new movie with WKTX. Do not watch this film, she warned. (laughs) Everybody thinks it's fake and innocent, but they could be casting any type of spell that they want to. Anything could be coming through that TV screen into your home. Imagine... That you're a person (laughs) who believes that a film on Disney Plus is casting a spell specifically on you in Troy, Texas. Jamie Gooch. Jamie Gooch, honey. Just get a life. I bet Jamie Gooch was homecoming queen. Had to be. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ride Home Podcast. My name is Abby. Hey, guys, it's Caitlin. So this week, we are recording from the comfort of our couch. Yes. Because we watched Hocus Pocus 2, which was not released in theaters. It was a Disney Plus release. Mm -hmm. And as we discussed on our last podcast, both of us are huge Hocus Pocus fans. We love Hocus Pocus. What's interesting about Hocus Pocus was that I grew up in a very religious household. Mm -hmm. So did you. But your media was a little less like My media was not police. (laughs) Hardly at all. My media was. And I always wondered why I got away with watching Hocus Pocus. Hmm. And I know I didn't grow up watching the original when I was like a little, little kid. Right. But it played every year on Disney. And so yeah. from the time I was like 11 mm-hmm. all the way through like high school and college, I watched it every single year. Like most yeah, 90s same. did. Mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus was like a highlight of my bisexual youth because I had a crush on both Max and Allison. Mm-hmm. And I was so confused by that because I just loved both of them. Right. But I was just like, how much do I love you guys? And like in what way? And in what way? Yeah. <laughs> Who do I love more? Do I more? Like, like them or do I just like them? Right. <laughs> like I remember Allison in her little like revolutionary war outfit uh-huh. at, her, at her party. I was like, whoa. Yeah. But then also Max's little like middle part haircut and everything. Yeah, such a classic 90s look. Such a classic look. But we both loved it. And I can't say I was excited for this movie (laughs) because it felt like one of those untouchable classics that was wrapped up so beautifully (laughs) that... I I didn't want them to make I was going to say, like, it feels like it's just not a movie that needed a sequel. No. At all. At all. And so I went into this with skepticism, but mm-hmm. also I went into it with a, an open mind in that I just wanted to 
enjoy the movie sure does that make sense just see what it was yeah yeah so that being said i am going to read the quick little synopsis um three young women accidentally bring back the sanderson sisters to modern day salem and must figure out how to stop the child-hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world. This movie obviously brings back all three of the original Sanderson sisters, so... Yes. In no particular order, but maybe. <laughs> Kathy and Jimmy, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Save the Best for the Last, but the Queens. Yes. It was also directed by Anne Fletcher, who when I say what else she's directed, it's going to be like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. She was the director of Hairspray. Shut up. <laughs> the shock on your face. No, no, no. I knew you were going to say Hairspray. How? Did you look her up? Or no, something? no, I okay. didn't look her up. I don't like when you told me earlier uh-huh. that I knew who it was going to be. I didn't think about it at all. I uh-huh. literally gave it no further thought because you're like, I'll tell you later. Yeah. When you just said it, I don't know what it was about how you said it. Uh-huh. I literally like read your mind, I think. <laughs> I sent like, some magical quick sidebar. Like we have a running theory that I might have some psychic abilities. You're a little bit hocus pocus. I'm a little bit hocus pocusy. I I can sometimes see into the future. <laughs> she can, she see, can see into the future. Future future. You know, life is a breeze. Life is a breeze. Okay. Um <laughs> anywho that does make sense doesn't it though like the most Mm -hmm. sense so without giving any of my opinions Mm -hmm. i don't know what you think about the movie and so we're just going to start it off the way that we always start off which is caitlin what are your initial thoughts i want to say one initial thought about the director because now i'm thinking about something that just sure so my first thought is it is interesting because Kenny Ortega directed the original Hocus Pocus, mm-hmm. which is like High School Musical. Right. Fetla. So it is interesting that they picked another musical director. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Besides that, my other initial thoughts uh-huh. are that I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was yeah. going to. I didn't. Okay. Let me right. just, I didn't think I was going to hate it. Uh-huh. But I just, like you said, I also was not that particularly excited about it. Mm-hmm. I honestly kind of felt indifferent about it. I know there's a lot of people out there who also love the original, who were like extremely excited that yeah. there was a sequel yeah. and like had parties with like themed snacks and like... I wish we had themed snacks. Why didn't I make themed snacks? I always make themed snacks for literally everything we do. Kind of dropped the ball on that one. Shit. Well, because it's the middle of the week. (laughs) I don't have a lot of energy for that. True. Anyways, I don't know. I was kind of in the middle. Like, I wasn't like, I'm pissed they're Mm -hmm. making a sequel. But I was also kind of just like, why are they making a sequel? I kind of enjoyed it, honestly. Like, I didn't hate it. There were parts of it that I really didn't like. Mm -hmm. There were parts of it that I loved. Yeah. I thought it was a fun watch, honestly. Um. I still like the original better. Yeah, which is really interesting. The new Hocus Pocus has double the Rotten Tomatoes score yeah, as the original. I have a bone to pick. Bones to pick with every with single reviewer that ever... Who's reviewing these movies? <laughs> right. We need them to speak with us. I think that I completely agree with you that I did not hate it and I enjoyed it. And there were a couple of times that you and I were cackling on Mm -hmm. the couch like there are some really funny moments 
Honestly, it might be more funny than the original. I think it is funnier than the original. They went full comedy on this one, whereas mm-hmm. the other, like the original was more like fantasy adventure with like uh-huh. sprinkles of comedy throughout. This yeah. one is just a comedy. Yeah, it is. A hundred percent. Yeah. I also think that you said something before I even said the synopsis where you said this is something that didn't have to be made. Mm-hmm. Even though it was an enjoyable watch, this yeah. absolutely did not have to be made. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that this movie added that made me love Hocus Pocus more, love this world more. It didn't add anything. It didn't build anything off the original that I needed to see. There's one thing that I will disagree with you about that. Okay. Nothing about this movie as a whole had to happen, in my opinion. Correct. But... One of the things that I did like about the movie that I personally felt like helped me like Hocus Pocus, the original more, uh-huh. was seeing the origin story of the Sanderson sisters. Interesting, because I hated that. Really? My actual biggest problem with the movie was that when we first meet the Sanderson sisters, they are in their youth. Mm-hmm. So they are like mm-hmm. teenagers. Right. They're like 13 years old and they're in Salem and they're a little bit strange and odd, which obviously back then being odd meant you were probably practicing witchcraft sure. and from the devil. And there were some really funny scenes like the Reverend is played by Tony Hale, which oh we are Veep fans. And so his parts were amazing. Yeah. I loved him as the reverend and he also has a part in modern day time Mm -hmm. as the mayor of Salem and he is incredible throughout the movie. I love Tony Hill always. We are Veep fans. I was an Arrested. I am an Arrested Development fan. He's just wonderful. He he was the highlight of the movie besides the Sanderson sisters. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Like completely Mm -hmm. amazing. So my issue with that whole scene was that in the original Hocus Pocus we already got a whole scene of like them practicing magic and them getting hung and all of that, that I didn't think we needed to see them as kids. Okay. They also only showed us this one strange interaction with this like witch lady Mm -hmm. that was played by Hannah Waddingham, Mm -hmm. which like I absolutely adore her. Yeah. She's... In Ted Lasso. she's in Ted Lasso mm-hmm. and she's so good. But they literally gave her two minutes. She basically handed them the book and was like, "Here, go be witches," right? And then disappeared, and we never saw and we her never again. saw her again. I'm sorry that you did only got to see her for two minutes. <laughs> I know heart, how much you love Hannah Waddingham. My heart was broken. I know. I think for me, I wanted to see more of like how they actually like became witches. Than just like, oh, they're handed a book and now they're witches. Mm-hmm. And also they contradicted themselves later on in the movie because they were talking about how you don't get your powers until you're 16 years old. Oh. But they're practicing magic as like young teenage girls. Like they were all, they were probably like 11, 12, and 13. Or 11, 12, maybe 14 at the max. Uh But then later on, they were like, oh, well, a witch gets her powers at 16. And I was like, wait a second. That doesn't even like the movie begins with young girls practicing magic. Very strange. Okay. Yeah. I guess there were some plot holes with that that I kind of missed or didn't pay attention to. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't like a great 
production of an origin story but Mm -hmm. i did think it was just like a fun little detail to see them as kids right it wasn't necessary again but like it was just something that i was and out of the kids i thought the little girl who was the young winnie yeah was precious yeah she was a cute little actress but it was just kind of like it was giving a little bit middle school play though yeah the way that they were directed and i know they were trying to do impressions of the mm-hmm. older versions of them they weren't acting they were just doing an impression and uh-huh. that when you watch like a middle school play it was a little overacted which mm-hmm. again is a director issue like i'm not gonna sure. blame these little kids for no. giving a bad performance no. they gave it their all and yeah. i agree with you they gave really good impressions yeah but i will say that it's funny because actually that opening sequence was my least favorite part of the movie interesting yeah <laughs> yeah now i wouldn't say that was my favorite part of the movie by any right, stretch right. of the imagination but i did think that it was in my opinion i don't know what else they could have started with you know like uh-huh. there's no other like flashback i don't think they needed a with. flashback like i think one of you my think they should have just started present day yeah one of okay. my issues actually about the whole thing was that the cast of girls who play the three like teenagers who are involved with bringing the Sanderson sisters back. I don't think we got enough of like who they were as Mm -hmm. people for us to care about them. Yeah. And so if they had just opened the movie with these girls and let us get to know them a little bit better instead Mm -hmm. of these really surface level interactions that they had, Mm -hmm. I think their role in the movie would have been justified more. Mm-hmm. Because I will say that they really didn't give us much in terms of like character and story. Yeah, I will agree with you. Those were some of my biggest hangups with it yeah. as well. And it's hard <laughs> watching it. It was hard not to compare it to the original. But you have to. I mean, it's a but sequel. Like, you do. Yeah. And it, that was one of my biggest things was like this little group of girls just isn't Max. No. And Danny and and Allison. And Allison. Like, it's not the same feel to it. Even, like, there's a new black cat. And, like, his name's, what, Cobweb? Cobweb. And he doesn't talk. He's so cute. Yeah. He's just, he's a normal cat. Yeah. But I thought he was going to have more of, like, a role Mm -hmm. to play. Like, there was one part where Cobweb was watching Book float Mm -hmm. away. And I thought he was going to jump on Book and, like, push him down or something. And he didn't. He just kind of sat there. Right. And I feel like what happened was, I mean, obviously I wasn't in like the writer's room. I wasn't on set, but it felt like their main focus was highlighting the Sanderson sisters Mm -hmm. and then also highlighting comedy throughout that they really just left the rest just bone dry. Yes. Another thing that I felt like they highlighted a little too much for my taste Mm -hmm. I felt like they leaned way too hard into like showcasing the modern daytimes. Yeah. Like it felt like very like we're going to shove 2022 in your face. Like riding the Roombas. Yeah. And the Alexa moments. Yeah. Like it was like it felt a little bit vacant. I completely agree. We get this really well done moment when they're like diving into modern day times. Mm hmm. Basically, the girls bring back the Sanderson sisters by accident. Right. They are given a candle and they accidentally light it. 
right. not accidentally, but they light it, not knowing it'll bring them back. And when the witches arrive, they want to immediately kill them so that they can retain their youth and live forever. And the right. same exact reasons they were doing what they did in the original. Right. And the girls convince them to go to Walgreens because they convince the Sanderson sisters that the skincare products are potions with right. like the remains of dead children right, right and they go to walgreens and they're like sucking down lotions and serums absolutely hysterical yeah that was such a well done moment yes it was and then like the very next scene is them flying off on a swiffer wet jet yes <laughs> i was like no it was like felt like product placement uh -huh. it felt and again with like the alexa thing like mm -hmm. it just felt like yeah, there was the scene where they, they walked into a house and Alexa started talking. And so they thought it was like this magical mm -hmm. voice. And there were scenes like that in the original, but it wasn't as forced, mm -hmm. like you were saying. You know, it wasn't, it felt... More natural. More, yeah. Speaking of the Walgreens scene, though, the one... It, I don't know whose decision to put it in, but when Mary walks into the Walgreens, she farts. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no, she doesn't fart. It's not like there's a setup throughout the movie that she has like a gas no. issue. It's just suddenly Mary is farting. Yeah. And I was like, what? It made choice. me laugh. Yeah. We actually like rewound it because you're like, I think someone farted. <laughs> And I was like, what? No. And so like we like backed it up a couple of seconds uh -huh. and we watched it. And yes, there's a fart, an audible fart. An audible fart with no context, context or, or reason. Any other fart in the entire rest of the movie. And so it kind of, again, it felt like really cheap humor at times, right. which was balanced so oddly with like the Im impeccable timing of like other jokes of yeah. other deliveries like what we were saying before with Tony Hale, that's just absolutely perfect. He was perfect throughout. Yeah, he was. And I think the Sanderson sisters, for what they were given, did mm -hmm. perfectly. They in yeah. completely bounced right back into their original yeah. roles. Yeah. Which was amazing. Which was like, honestly, one of the best parts of the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. Obviously. But again, there's just these random little things that throughout you're just like, why did they do that? I felt like another one of those why did they do that was the song choices. Not only the song choices, but why were there two musical sequences? I don't know. And one of the musical sequences was like they were trying to basically like redo the I put a spell on you scene. Uh-huh. But just with a different song. Yeah. And like it was the same thing. It like was a, It was a Halloween party. Was, they were yeah. trying to take over the adults. And I was like, we didn't have to do like a whole nother one of those. And it was one way or another, which yeah. is just a horrible song. No offense to anybody no, who loves that song. No, but just a weird choice. But my issue was less that scene because I felt like that scene had a purpose. Sure. When they're first brought back, they arrive... And immediately start singing and yeah. dancing. And I was like, what is this? That's the hairspray coming yeah, out. I know. She said, I need two musical numbers. That, I'm not directing it. That's the hairspray coming <laughs> out for sure. The one way or another scene was very long. Very long. And then you have another like one minute musical number when they first arrive again what you miss out on is getting to know anything about the human characters that you're supposed to be like following along mm -hmm. with the main character is becca who is right. turning 16 mm -hmm. and i guess 
she's a little bit of a weirdo and mm-hmm. is into like magic and they go to this magic shop to get some supplies because they do a birthday ritual every year which well her birthday's on halloween yeah and so i guess she and her friends have like some little tradition right like spooky tradition that little, they do yeah don't say it like you're judging them because if your birthday was on halloween you would be doing weird shit too <laughs> and don't even play like you wouldn't because we all know you would be doing weird i'm not shit. judging them i'm judging like how they introduced us to them which again yes. i another thing that i really just did not like about it was that we're trying to show these girls as these two weirdos that weren't even invited to the halloween party mm-hmm. that every single person in their class was invited mm-hmm. to and they're two like very conventionally attractive girls in very seemingly normal very normal dressed very well right they absolutely did not sell us on them being outcasts no which again in the original max being like the new kid and getting picked getting picked on and his shoes stolen and he's kind of like scrawny looking and you cared about him and he gets like rejected by allison at the beginning you care about him and you want him to succeed and these girls, they just kind of seemed like they were, I don't know if you'll agree with me. It was like they thought they were better than everybody else. And so that's why they weren't mm-hmm. participating. Like they thought all the popular kids were stupid and weird and their one like best. Like they were cooler than everyone. Yeah. And yeah. that their, their one best friend they no longer talk to because she's now dating a popular guy. But at one point the girl was like, why aren't you talking to me? Yeah. And they were like, like shouldn't you know? Yeah, she was like, I want to hang out with you guys all the time. Yeah. And they were like, well, we don't want to hang out with you. But then they're mad that she doesn't want to hang out with them. They were like, we don't want to hang out with you because you're always with her boyfriend. I forget his name. And so they set up these two really kind of bland, almost like borderline unlikable characters. Mm -hmm. And we know nothing about. Who we know nothing about. And then eventually Becca has like magical powers that come out of nowhere. Yeah. And my whole thing was that there's no setup for why she had magical powers. Mm -mm. There's no reason why this girl, after 20 years of Salem not having a witch around, (laughs) all of a sudden, on the exact same night that the Sanderson sisters come back, she's a witch. The plot was (laughs) void of a lot. Yeah, of Yeah. Again... It wasn't something that I was sitting there thinking like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. But I've also seen like Disney Channel original movies that were better. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Like Johnny Tsunami blows that out of the water. Brink. Brink. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Smart House even. Smart House kills it. What's the basketball one? Double. Double. Double teamed. Double teamed. Yeah. It felt like a Disney Channel original movie and it felt like a really weak like not one of the good ones no so even though it was not in one of the high caliber (laughs) categories of disney original movies Mm -hmm. there was something about this movie that was in the high caliber category Mm -hmm. and her name is bet midler i think she's always in the high caliber category she always (laughs) always is she is 76 years old oh my god she looks amazing not only does she look amazing, she sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Her speaking and singing voice. I will say that even though we didn't like the musical sequences, she still killed it. Yeah. It was like, wow, this song sucks, but like it's fucking Bette Midler. Yeah. It was so crazy because when I saw, when I looked up that sh- and saw that she was 76 years old, in a way, it's almost as if she hasn't aged at all. Mm-mm. She looks almost the same. Just like 
as far as the this character goes, mm-hmm. it was like watching Winifred Sanderson all over again for the first time. Which is funny because Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimi looked a lot older. Yeah, significantly older. Which like they still did great. Yeah, they did, but it was just they were they were all in character and they were all mm-hmm. like I I felt like gave great performances, but Bette Midler just has that star quality. Yeah, like you can just tell she's a fucking triple threat. Like I'm <laughs> sorry, like she just has triple threat energy, mm-hmm. and it shows. And that's of course kind of I think why she's the main Sanderson sister. Right. I do think though that they a little bit underutilized the other two Mm -hmm. i felt in particular sarah jessica parker was a little like she and it wasn't her fault she played the character well but i think they didn't give her enough to to do and to Mm -hmm. work with um and i know that at the end of the movie there is this whole scene where to become the most powerful witch in the universe you know Winifred basically offers up whatever she cares about most in this world Mm -hmm. and it happens to be her sisters and so there's this scene where Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy and Jimmy disappear Mm -hmm. and I remember thinking like in that moment how much more impactful that scene would have been in the first Mm -hmm. one because in the first one you felt more of like a bond between the three of them. And also they played off of each other a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And in this one, it was like their sisterhood was almost more of a bit than a reality. And like those were little funny moments, Uh but I felt like their relationship was more genuine in Mm -hmm. the first one. I agree. It a hundred percent was a script issue. I think a little bit of directing issue as well. I don't know how else to say it. This movie is just lacking heart. Yeah. It was just lacking a heart and it was lacking a soul and it was lacking meaning, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm still so pissed about how does this have like a 63% (laughs) I think on Rotten Tomatoes and Hocus Pocus and the original has a 39. I don't get it. That's criminal. It is criminal. I will fight that to my grave. Just, just the character of Danny alone, (laughs) like... Even though she wasn't the lead, like Max, we were talking about Max and Allison so much, but like the character of Danny alone, she's a side character Mm -hmm. in the first one and she is better than any of the humans in this movie. Correct. And she's like seven years old. Yeah. (laughs) There's so much charm about the original and there's so much, even this version of Halloween, it felt corporate and I couldn't see anybody leaving this movie growing up. And 20 years from now being like, man, I really have to watch Hocus Pocus 2. It's Halloween time. You know what I mean? There's no building blocks for nostalgia in this movie. So I'm having a little bit of an existential crisis. I noticed you were kind of like having a moment (laughs) while I was talking. You talking about that, just something just clicked in my brain. Could it be that the original is better and the original is more genuine and more heartfelt because of the time that it came out? probably and because of the culture that existed in the 90s was more genuine yeah. was more real was more connected yeah i'm having like an et moment no you are um, like crisis. i could potentially start crying I, i'm just begin, like i'm counseling right now i feel yeah. like i'm counseling myself <laughs> this is the student counselor is coming out right now the feelings that were missing in hocus pocus 2 are the feelings that are missing in the year 2022 yeah 
I've noticed on TikTok and on Instagram, I've seen the occasional thing where it's just like holidays don't feel like they used to. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, Halloween is something very special to me. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I have so many traditions. And so I still feel really connected to the holiday. Mm -hmm. But I know it's a concern that a lot of people have said that like Halloween doesn't feel the same. Christmas doesn't Mm -hmm. feel the same. And this movie kind of felt like what people are saying like it just felt like it was that's what i mean like that's what i feel like it feel like watching this movie i felt nothing uh-huh. besides a little bit of nostalgia for seeing the sanderson sisters and again. some laughter and some laughter yeah but i mean i didn't feel connected in any way to the character like you said to the characters mm-hmm. to the film but watching hocus pocus you feel things you feel yeah warmth you feel connectedness to the characters mm-hmm. you feel nostalgia you feel the halloween spirit you feel all of those yeah. things but i think it's very telling mm-hmm. of where we're at it's kind of like a symbol in my mind it's symbolizing the the vacancy that we feel sometimes and and the emptiness and the loneliness at least as adults that we have been experiencing the past couple of years particularly mm-hmm. with covid happening it felt like a very cheaply made capitalization on our nostalgia Mm -hmm. where they were like okay millennials are parents now Mm -hmm. if we make a hocus pocus 2 imagine the cash cow Mm -hmm. imagine every millennial is gonna watch it Mm -hmm. they're gonna show their kids and so i think they were like let's jump on this opportunity and it didn't feel like they actually thought about making how to it, make it meaningful yeah. yeah they just were like well let's just make something and they're gonna watch it because they're sluts for hocus pocus <laughs> like which we did watch bitches it we love hocus yeah. pocus and they're not wrong they're not wrong but they just they just didn't deliver what they should have delivered Mm-mm. so what uh popcorn rating would you give this movie i don't i want to say i want to give you the first rating okay here's the thing it's a medium popcorn mm-hmm. but it's like not filled up all the way yeah and the butter machine wasn't working yeah so it's kind of like a dry not fully filled yeah. medium <laughs> popcorn it's a small for me okay and i think that even if there are some good laughs and some good moments I honestly don't think that this will ever be in my Halloween rotation. No. And I'm not sure I'll ever watch it again. No. But you know what I am going to watch every single year for the rest of my life? Hocus Pocus. We need Max and Danny and Allison. And Thackeray Banks. And Thackeray Banks. All right, everybody. That does it for us. I'm so sorry that we didn't love this movie i sometimes i feel like when we're just like shitting on an episode i feel guilty about it but i'm very excited about our next episode Mm -hmm. i am very vocal about my favorite horror movie of all time which is halloween Mm -hmm. and tomorrow night we are going to see halloween the original in theaters it is playing in regal after that i'm going to take caitlin through a watch through of all of the halloween movies yes and we are going to see halloween ends next week and do a podcast with our thoughts on the full watch through Mm -hmm. and halloween ends which is from what we know jamie lee curtis's last halloween movie which i mean pretty iconic she might come back at some point you never know never know bitch is never (laughs) done 
God love her. Yeah. She's the best. The queen. So very excited about that. And we have some more spooky things planned for the rest of the month. So Ooh. stay tuned and follow us on Instagram <laughs> for uh, 31 Days of Horror. And I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for joining us on the ride home. <laughs> <laughs>